Hello, everyone. Welcome back to another episode of the Cleocast. My name is Matt. And I am, in fact, RC. Anyway, um, you were right. Um, the Quirk Hibiscus Lemonade is very good. Right? It's, I, like, surprisingly good. You know, as a beer drinker, I really like a lot of Boulevard's products, but I never really drank a lot of Quirks. Yes. I always thought that, like, you know, they're nice in, like, the summer if you have one, and two, one or two, but, you know, there's other drinks that I usually choose before it. Yeah, but I might become a might be hitting my quirk era. Yeah, quirk era. I've always been a non-beer drinker just because I don't like beer. So uh, I would just drink wine or like Mike's Hard Lemonade. So I just gravitated towards our local uh, small business hard seltzer quirk. And yeah, it's just nice because they're like not that high in alcohol. I can drink like ten of them and not really get like that drunk. And also they're not like pure sugar like Mike's Hard Lemonade is. God the drinking even like white claws when white claws were in they like if you got inebriated on them you're the one you're probably gonna throw up because there's a ton of sugar and if you're really blacked out it's gonna be rough but also they just make the sugar makes the hangover worse yeah it's awful dude it's awful there's a reason i just stopped drinking those like hard sodas like completely and you're like yeah sure you met mask the taste of alcohol but is it really worth the trade-off between that for the awful hangover and just the sugar alone just drinking that much it's like drinking like 10 mountain dews is just like i i once drank a four loco and uh i had to lay on real four loco or fake fake four loco i I wasn't old enough to like be able to acquire a real four loco um so I had it, but it was too much even for me. One, I was already drinking before I even drank it. So I had some alcohol in my system. Then I had that, which just pushed me over the edge. And I just spent the entire like night awake on the floor of my bathroom, staring at the wall, regretting my decisions, while dry <laughs> heaving into the toilet because I've already thrown up everything within my stomach. You just have like a bad track record with like alcoholic beverages half the time. Yeah, no, I... I for someone who is a massive lightweight, I really should not be consuming like as much alcohol that it when I choose to drink. The problem is you have like an alcohol based like Napoleon syndrome almost. Yeah. Where like you feel like you have to be like a heavyweight hard drinker. Yes. But you you're just not you don't have to be. There's nothing no. wrong with just drinking a reasonable and healthy amount of alcohol, which is not a lie, you know. Yeah. So but big fan of Boulevard. Um, Boulevard, if you do listen to us and know that we exist, um, that'd be awesome. Uh, we've been to your beer uh, hall a few times. Yeah. It, it's good. I, I've been in your tour once. Boulevard, if you're listening to this episode, make a six-pack of the uh, Cherry Blossom Lime Quirk Whips. Make it so I can just buy a six-pack of those without having to buy all the other Quirk Whips, okay? Dude. Do other markets get quirks? Like, is is quirk now like a? I like haven't a seen l- it in Nebraska. I haven't seen it in like the St. Well, actually, you'd be the better one to ask for St. Louis. So they are in the St. Louis area. Um, I have seen them in the St. Louis area. It is easier when going to St. Louis to just buy it here and bring it because I, you know, every single liquor store in the Kansas City area is going to have it. They they are in Wichita. I'm pretty sure. 
I, I wasn't really, I, I don't think Quirk existed when I was living down there, but they, uh, I'm, I'm pretty sure you could get like a boulevard wheat down in Wichita. Like well, 99%. Sure. I know you can get like, like the big name boulevards in almost every state just because Boulevard is now owned by a larger like alcohol conglomerate and they have like distribution throughout I mean, the country. It's not like it's not like Bud Light though. I mean, it's not even like Michelob Ultra. It's not like that ingrained. It's it's just like if you go to like a big beer hall in like Boston or whatever, they might have Boulevard like Pale Ale on tap. Yeah. But it, it's still not like um like a household name at all. Like you you would have better luck finding Sam Adams throughout the country than you would have with Boulevard. But yeah, exactly. But you can find Boulevard better than you can probably find like Sierra Nevada. Yeah, I mean they sold that at Quick Trip, you know. But but they also sell Boulevard at Quick Trip. Yeah, that's true. So, um, <laughs> yeah, I mean new new quirks coming out. Now speaking of getting drunk and having to get home somehow safely. Oh, nice, nice transition. Uh, yeah. It would be awesome to do it on our free bus system in the Kansas City area, right, RC? Yeah, it would be great if we could, you know, have like what most major metropolitan areas in the region have, which is some form of bus system to get you from point A to point B. Now, one thing that I would like to do if I, uh, as a good urbanist or someone who doesn't have a car and wants to get into uh, riding the bus in the Kansas City area... Mm-hmm. Uh, I would check the ridekc.org website, which is the thing that is usually plastered throughout the uh, metro area for information. You're telling me you would go to the map that tells you and shows you a big overlay of where all of the routes are in the entire metro area instead of yes. going to the list of routes that just like lists them and you have to like read what road it's on? Yeah, it, I, I would want to use the interactive map that actually visualizes it because I... Uh, as a person who has ridden the bus in some other cities, there's some, uh, there's very similar maps to this that you know show you what's going on, and you can be able to triangulate uh, where you need to go and what routes would work best, especially when it's on a map and you're using a map usually on your phone to figure out where you're going. And Google Maps is discriminatory towards Midwest cities and doesn't list uh, full transit systems. Yeah, they just have the freaking. Yeah, I, I don't know what it is. I think half of the ridership issues in our major metropolitan areas is caused by the MAPS programs. I don't use Apple's. So I don't know how good or bad theirs is. But just by the MAPS programs sucking at showing you bus routes or, like, streetcar routes or anything. Anything other than, like, like the New York subway level stuff. Yeah. Like the Chicago L, New York subway, all those places get their due. But, like... Bus systems just get overlooked, man. Yeah. Like Google does not really help you to figure out how to get to and from places via anything other than cars. Well, I know we've done an all about buses episode before, but this is a new gripe we found. Um, if you're going to go to the ridekc.org website and look at their uh, Ride KC system map, um, you'll see a bunch of routes that um, no longer exist because the last time they updated it was 2018. Yeah, January of 2018. So it has been six years, maybe to the day. So I, I don't know why this has been neglected. Probably because I mean, you know, people don't. I I would go to this. You would go to this, but maybe people don't go to this. I don't exactly know why you wouldn't update it. But there's a lot of uh, like you know Johnson County and Gladstone don't have uh, any bus routes anymore. Mm-hmm. Like, like, 
almost every single Johnson County route that they show is either non-existent or has been changed. Yeah, I'm pretty sure Gladstone, like last year, yeah. just stopped having buses completely. Yeah. They still have multiple routes going through it on their website. And it's just like, come on. And that gets into the thesis of this episode, which is just, uh, would it kill you to care a little? Yeah. Like, I'm sure, I'm positive, I'm 100% positive, there's plenty of public servants working at KCATA and Ride KC and the KC Streetcar that are passionate about their jobs, that work hard, that want to do right, that want to provide a necessary and important public service to the community. But, like, guys, it's it's the map on the website that shows people where the routes are, and you haven't updated it in six years. Like, somebody has to know that this thing hasn't been updated, right? Like it, Now, I'm, I'm sure the download of, downloadable PDF that I'm reading about right now is probably more updated, but this... Uh, we can check, because here it is, and here's all these same routes in uh, Johnson County that don't exist. And, oh, here's the Gladstone route that doesn't exist. Mm-hmm. So, no, I'm, I'm not sure that the PDF is well, that much updated. I... I know there's, like you said, there's passionate people and there's people who absolutely love the Kansas City uh, transit system. I love the Kansas City transit system. I want it to be the best possible transit system we can provide in the city. I, you know, and it, it's no knocking. We want to be extremely positive about Kansas City, but this, it's this, this this whole episode is just because we want things to improve, not because we want to bash things for how they are. We just want them to be better. And I know we can't take up the fight with Google, but also, you know, Midwest cities should have their transit systems displayed on Google Maps better. Um, because if you turn yourself onto transit mode on Google Maps and go scrolling around, there's, you know, Kansas City has a bus rapid transit system. Omaha has a bus rapid transit system. Oklahoma City, in our previous episode, we learned that they had a streetcar system that just wasn't shown at all yeah, on, on, on the one. largest internet version of uh, maps out there. Well, it, but probably 80, 80% of people that don't own iPhones use. Yes. And even if you do own an iPhone, you might also have a PC, which you then would use Google Maps if you want to pull something up on your computer. Um, I've used Bing Maps and it sucks. Yeah. Um, I've used Big Map once, and it, it is it super out of date because everything that I was seeing looked like it was super out of date. It, it's not great, I, and I think Waze uses Google Maps API. Okay, I'm pretty sure for their like actual mapping software because it's just like a transit. I thought we're not supposed to use Waze anymore. That's uh... I'm pretty sure we're not. But but my point being is, I think a lot of the competitors to Google Maps still use Google Maps API and just are like Google Maps Plus. Yeah. So basically all the raw data Google Maps provides, such as bus routes, such as like mapping data, showing streetcar lines or whatnot, other mapping programs are probably, other competitors are probably still feeding off of that same data. So um, not a dig at any people who uh, work at Ride Casey. Uh, please just maybe alert someone who runs this part of the website to Which, update the map. It does say if you have any like, suggestions email us i have emailed them so i guess maybe we'll have a future update if they decide to update it i did email them saying hey can you guys please update this because i would like to be able to like look and see what routes are available to maybe plan a non-car trip yeah and and i feel like we're very positive about the bus but we've been having some frequent 
bus issues recently. Mm-hmm. I mean, I mean, headways be damned of just it takes forty minutes for any of the routes in our area to actually arrive, or or even when we're in, we're by a uh, a max stop. We, when we see the bus completely go around where the main, like the max stop sign is to avoid people it's it's just like why would you i think it was was it the one on truce the main max on truce or was it the main max it no it it, it was the the max bust on truce i believe where yeah. it, it just went around for some it reason it got off of truce and went like onto like 62nd to go around where we were standing yeah yeah we we were at we were at a there was the stop we saw we were at one of the like actual bus and the transit app allows you to see where the buses are so we could see it just bypassing us yeah so it's just like i don't and that's the amount of buses that i had that i've been having just completely past me in general is is weird um but i I love Ride KC. I like I like being able to use the transit completely free. I like that the transit is available. Uh, I be it whether inconsistent or passes me entirely. I appreciate that it is at least there. Um, the one thing that uh, does annoy me, which I'm going to get back to, is that Kansas City I would consider is a uh, you know medium-sized major american city mm-hmm. um and the fact that it is neglected in a lot of transit ideas like on google maps but also uh this is rehashed stuff i see on twitter time where someone was talking about regional rail only works if you are in um certain population centers and they showed the map and uh when it was a different map this time but it was very similar to it where it was just basically east coast west coast chicago and st louis connected and other than that nothing and those like high speed rail networks were three separate networks and it doesn't make any why would you neglect kansas city or neglect Denver, which I recognize is a bigger metro area, but you're neglecting Denver, and you can't argue with the Rocky Mountains because it's all flat plains from Denver to Chicago. Yeah. So, I just, I don't know, and it's it it's weird. And we were looking at um, other streetcars just because we're as Kansas Cityans we're in streetcars, and we discovered that uh, even you know. Uh, Washington D.C.'s streetcar, which neither of us knew existed, appears on Google Maps. It's smaller than ours. It has fewer stops than ours. It has fewer riders than ours, but, but it still shows up. And the reason I didn't know it existed is because it's so close to the red line on the subway that when you're zoomed out, I just assumed it was part of the red line. But no, it's it's over there on the east side. It's its own little streetcar. I'm yeah, like and, and, and but there's a red line that appears, which doesn't appear in Oklahoma City, Oklahoma City Kansas City, Cincinnati, Cincinnati, Detroit. You know, I mean, Detroit's not a small city. They got the Q line. 
Yeah. Because right, it's downtown circulating. And there, it, 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 there is markers for stops. I will admit that. But there, when you're zoomed out far enough, yeah, they don't you, appear like the red line does in D.C., which yeah. allows you to know that there's something there, which might inform people's transit decisions, which might help increase ridership on these systems. And that, that that's just kind of, I think, part of the thesis we're getting into is would it kill you to care, Google? You know, maybe part of the reason why transit's struggling in this country is because Google can't be bothered to show people that it's available in their area, which would inform their decisions when moving from point A to point B. And and I'm sure it's really weird for uh, two jaded podcasters to rant at Google as if that's not been done before. But, you know, it, it's... It it would be better, like, we're already approaching uh, a climate crisis. It would be better mm-hmm. if you showed people alternative options that doesn't include driving your car Which everywhere. They started to do that, for, you know, Google Flights. Mm-hmm. They started to do that for Google Flights, where if you're, like, looking at, let's like say, Boston to, D- or to New York, they'll be like, hey, the, you know, there's a train that's, like, about the same speed and uses less emissions and is also cheaper. And, and e- even on regular like flights, if you're flying somewhere that doesn't have train access, they will tell you your CO2 emissions and like planes that trip that will have lower CO2 emissions. But if I, you know, arrived in Kansas City or I arrived in Cincinnati or I arrived even in Detroit, I wouldn't really, if I didn't do research beforehand or not a lot of research beforehand, I wouldn't have an understanding about the transit system. And if I'm relying on Google Maps and I don't see the lines, you know, the average American isn't really going to put that much effort into it. They're just going to go to Avis and rent a car. Yeah, exactly. When, when planning a thing, if I'm not seeing the big New York subway map, you know, all the lines to be like, oh, you know, I could probably get from the bar I want to go to to my hotel pretty easily because there's a line that goes right there. Mm-hmm. I'm just going to be like, well, it's three weeks out. I better get my car rental in place so I can get there because I don't know that there's a bus that you know, is there every 10 minutes that goes from like north of Truce to like, you know, south of Truce? And I, I don't need to rent a car. I can just take that bus, the main max. You know, if you're not from KC, you probably don't know that that system exists. So you don't even know it would be an option. Does does Minneapolis's system show up? I do not know. I think it does because it's not technically a streetcar. It's like light rail. Yes, it does show up. Okay, yes. that is good. Hey, good on you, Google. Um... Does Las Vegas show up? Does the Hyperloop I can show say up? say that no... Well, I mean, the Hyperloop isn't a thing. It's, it's, but the monorail, I think, does. No, yes, yes, yes. The monorail does. Wow, that is a pitiful monorail. because yeah, it's smaller than ours. It probably serves more people, but it's smaller than ours, and yet it shows up on Google Maps. So if I'm going to Vegas, I can look at that and be like, oh, yeah, the Vegas monorail. You know, but, I don't need but to rent the But the Vegas buses don't show up, though. Uh-huh. And I, I'm sure there's other people who, you know would rather you know take well okay some people would just get a taxi but taking the bus from insert hotel here on the strip to insert like hotel or event down in downtown los angeles because they are kind or not downtown downtown las vegas because they're separate things and there's the fremont street experience which is different i haven't been but i've seen i have which i would point out i was planning my my fiance was going to be in vegas for like six hours like a few months ago right yeah and i was planning this and it's like okay it doesn't make sense to rent the car 
but I'm looking at Google and it's like it's Vegas, right? I don't know if there's buses. I don't know if there's anything. And Google is just completely non-helpful because I'm looking at the map and okay. it's like, okay, I know there's a monorail, but she needs to get from Harry Reid to the strip so she can go, you know, walk around, maybe gamble for 20 minutes. And it's like, okay, I I have okay, to just it, go it, off of what Google tells me when I'm going from point A to point B, but I can't just look at the system map itself. Sidebar, if you are catching, catching a connecting flight from the Las Vegas airport and you have a six-hour layover, I can't think of anything worse of a decision than to leave the airport. Wasn't a layover. Wasn't a layover? No, she, her sister was driving. Oh, yeah. The, yeah. yeah the, so she had like six hours and then her sister was just going to drive to the casino. The So... Wait, wait, was that the trip where your her sister like had a secret cat? Yes. Oh, okay. And they drove the secret cat two days. Okay. From L.A. to KC. Yeah, man. Yeah. Back, back, real quick. Back to my point about. Uh, oh shoot, what was it? I I brought up. Oh, Google Flights. Yeah. Back to that point. Just still harping on like Google and just their decisions and how that informs millions of people's choices. That feature I told you about that tells you about, Hey, by the way, there's a train that goes from Boston and New York and it's cheaper. And it's about the same amount of time when you factor in uh, security and, you know, disembarking and all that stuff mm -hmm. that only appears when you like just straight up Google search New York to Boston or vice versa or whatever route. It doesn't appear when you go on the actual Google Flights website and are looking for a flight. So only if you happen to Google flights to New York and you're living in Boston or whatever, you know, that's just an example. It's whatever cities. It doesn't exist when you're on Google Flights website. So there's a lot of people that might not know that there's an Amtrak train that, you know, goes at high speed from DC to Boston. Okay, I have a f I do have a friend that lives in New York. And she did do a weekend trip down to D.C. And uh, she did take the train and had uh, great ranting and raving reviews. That was her first to sell a ride. Um, but um, for the collective knowledge of New Yorkers, I feel like the understanding of trains is very, like, quintessential. And I, yeah, and I'm not sure if that's the same in the other cities along the Acilla route, mm -hmm. is it? I, I don't know. If you do know or if you live in D.C., Philadelphia, uh, God forbid Connecticut, please don't message me, um, or uh, Boston, you know, l let us know if, you know, you think of trains first, like if someone who lives in New York City would probably think of. But it... That's and that's exactly part of it is there's just kind of an assumption in our culture and in our society like the default in every other area is cars. And so we we treat it that way. We, we don't treat it. Basically, the KC bus system, maybe deservedly so, treats itself as if, well, of course, you're going to drive. But if you need to take the bus, here we are. Yeah. They don't run the service or treat the service as if. Most people are taking the bus. The New York bus system, the New York subway system, acts like it's the primary reason to get yeah. around town. And it is. And I'm just saying, if Kansas City, maybe its bus system acted and stood up and had the pride of, we're the world, you know, we're a world class bus system. We're, we're going to be the primary way people get around. We're, we're not an inferior good. And there's people in KCATA and Ride KC and all that who do believe that the 
transit system should not be an inferior good. Mm-hmm. We are here for you. We support you entirely. I just, I just want to get out there to other people from Kansas City that might be a bit wary of it that it's okay to ride the bus. Yeah. I, I mean, again, I've been to Chicago a couple of times. The bus system there, it works. It's on time. It's got like a 10-minute headway. You go, everybody takes the bus. I see elderly people taking the bus because they don't want to drive because, you know, it's unsafe. And it's just another means of getting from point A to point B. It's not the... I've seen people in Johnson County call it this. It's not the, like, homeless ferries. You know, it's just homeless people sit on it all day or whatever to get heat or whatever. And that's just how it's seen Wait, here. You, have you seen someone call it that? I've heard someone call it that before. Really? Yeah, it's just like a homeless shuttle, you know? Oh, that that's awful. Yeah. But if it's just like, I, I think our system, and it doesn't have the funding, it doesn't have the infrastructure, it doesn't have the attitude of this currently, but I think if they started to act and stand up and be like, no, we are a good way for you to get to work. We're a good way for that. We're going to treat ourselves like that. We're going to have the attitude and mentality. We're going to run our service like that, right? So, like, not updating the freaking map that tells people what routes are available in six years, New York would never do that. I mean, could you imagine if the subway map on New York's the MTA website just wasn't updated for six years? Like, that would be like a, like a you know front page news that would be like wait a second guys you know the largest system in the world and i know casey isn't the largest system in the world but it's like would you kill you like would it kill you to act like it to like maybe have some aspirations like to maybe want to be the primary driver yeah one thing that i uh do kind of uh want to want to talk about since dc's been brought up a few times is um I know it's the nation's capital but uh man what a what is like a kind of sleeper city Mm-hmm. Well, I was there like a little bit ago, and it's just like, you know, it's amazing that just dumping an ungodly amount of money into building a robust subway system in the 1960s, it pays off because then all of a sudden you have a really robust subway system. Like, it's amazing that just spending hundreds of million dollars on a transit network means that you have a, hun- a transit network like 70 years later. Mm-hmm. Like, it doesn't just like evaporate into thin air. You, you have it, you know, like if you build it now. You have it forever until you tear it down in the 50s. Or you just pave over it. And that, that that's the same goes for Atlanta. And I know these were all uh, Great Society era metro systems. But it's just yeah. like, look, it's not going to get any cheaper, guys. Like, you know, they built these in the 1960s. And guess what? They have them in 2024. They still have a transit system. And guess what? When they want to host the World Cup... In Mercedes-Benz Stadium or something. Jesus, that's a weird-looking stadium, though. Yeah, it's, the, the roof, it's like a giant asshole. It opens. It does? It, yeah, it, opens. it, it, it spirals out? Yes, it oh, opens. Oh, that is. <laughs> it's the sphincter. No, but, 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 but like, you build a system in the 1960s, you spend a lot of money, you bond out, oh, my God, we're in debt, like all the taxpayer money. But then when it comes time in 2024 to host a World Cup, well, okay, uh, we need a street, you know, we need a new route to go from here to here. Okay, well, that's an expansion of the existing network. We're not suddenly starting from scratch and scrambling to build a way for tourists from Europe to get from the airport to, you know, Arrowhead Stadium. It's just, hey, we can just build a new line in our existing network. But also, if we're wrong, please let us know um, because if you, I mean, we'll, we'll accept emails. We tell you our email all the time. Yeah, I mean, again, any criticism, whatever, we're open to it. We're not yeah. like, 
gonna ban you from the podcast. And and like and this is coming from a point of love because I am a uh, lover of the Casey Transism, also a lover of Google Maps. I spend a lot of time on Google just, Maps. It just it frustrates me to no end when the Casey bus system tweets out stuff like, "Hey, if you don't want to drive, you know, maybe think about taking the bus." And it's like that. I would love to do that bus system Twitter account operator, but it's just like you guys don't run it like you want people to take it instead of driving, you know? Like we, we set the headways, we set the routes so I'm, that it's almost impossible to commute to work on it. It's basically, it's only seen and treated as a system of last resort, you know? It's not treated as a viable second option. It's just a, oh God, I have to take the bus. I have taken the bus uh, to uh, the west side, though, uh, on Summit, and that is an underrated neighborhood, yeah. I, I will say. Um, it, once again, taking Kansas City recommendations. Um, it, it's a great place. Uh, there's a weird uh, French coffee house that has, like, crepes. We have um, a road named after Cesar Chavez? Yeah. Huh. I mean, that's right by Southwest Boule uh, Boulevard. I know. I just don't drive through that neighborhood very often. It there's some. Uh, I've been wanting to go to Clay and Fire. I don't. I s walked by it once, and it has a really, really cool neon sign. Clay so I'm gonna. I, I want to go to Clay and Fire. Um, if you've been there, please let me know. Tacos Ogallo. I like that place. That's good. Wait a second. I I do drive through this neighborhood a lot. I just I don't associate where I am on the road with this. Looking at this on the map. Yes. But yeah, no, actually, shoot, I, I do go through here a lot. <laughs> it's just one of, it's one of those things where you're just driving through an area and you're just like, oh, yeah, I'm driving in this area. And then you look at it on a map from like a bird's eye and it's just like, wow, I've never been there before. And like, oh, wait, no. No, I, I have been there before. Uh, no, I went through, uh, speaking of just naming Kansas City places, I drove through uh, downtown KCK a couple days ago. I've been meaning to, I've, I've done one stop on the taco trail. But I want to eventually, maybe this summer, do like the Taco Trail entirely. Granted, also when I did one stop on the Taco Trail in KCK, um, it was like the hottest day ever, and it was honestly like it was painful parking because they also don't really have a great transit connection from where I live to get to KCK, um, and yeah. walking like not even like a hundred feet and feeling like I'm going to die. Yeah. Sounds about right for this summer. Yeah. It was pretty bad. They have a Merck co-op there. Yeah. There's one in Lawrence as well. I think that they're from Lawrence. I think they expanded here. Oh. I think. I It is a cool looking Merck co-op. Yeah. And it's like, you know, Kansas City, Kansas is kind of a sleeper town, I think. The Dot, Wyandotte County. Really? I think so. Mm. Mostly because people, whenever you like tweet, you know, whenever like Governor Laura Kelly or someone tweets out like, congratulations to the Chiefs, they're like, uh, no, you know, you get like mouth breathers from St. Louis or something going like, oh, uh, no, Kansas City's in Missouri. It's like, no, Kansas City, Kansas exists, everyone. They're, so I've been meaning to go to Strawberry Hill because there's a few dive bars there. Uh, I've, I've also been to a coffee shop that's also by Slaps. Um, I have not been to Slaps yet, but Slaps I need to go to Slaps. No, Slaps Barbecue. Oh, Slaps Barbecue. I'm stupid. Yeah. I've been meaning to go there. I've been to the coffee shop across the street, but I have not been to Slaps itself. See, but but there's some dive bars around Strawberry Hill that I do want to go to. 
I was just driving down Fifth Street because I took a wrong turn. Uh, go, I didn't take a wrong turn. I got bracketed trying to exit uh, 35 Highway, and I had to get onto like 670 or something and just do the whole loop. Mm-hmm. Uh, so basically, I was coming up on 35 and had to go 670, I-70, and then I got off up here yeah. uh, in Kansas City, Kansas. And I was just like, okay, I don't have my map out. I'm not going to get my map out because I know where I am, but I also don't know where I am. <laughs> so I was just like, well, if I could just like take a left on 5th Street, I can go like drive down to 12th street right and like somehow get over there and no it just turns into the highway like just the regular road there's no on-ramp it's just the road you're suddenly on the highway and it's like oh okay i guess i'm on i-70 again i didn't expect that it's kind of funny yeah also there's like a lot of riverfront that we just are not able to use in our area at all because almost the entirety of the riverfront in kansas city k and kansas city M is uh, industrial area. So since you actually brought up the like weird border complex thing, um, the Jayhawks tore down their stadium in Lawrence, mm-hmm. and they're going to be football stadium. Their, the, the, no, no, they did not, they did not tell them to turn an Allen Fieldhouse. They tore down their football. So they tore down Memorial Stadium. They're going to build a new one, but because they need to build the new one. And they can't build it over the off season. It takes more than six months to build a football stadium. Yes, it does. Wow. Uh, they'll be playing some of their games in Arrowhead, mm-hmm. and there's some people being like, "Haha, Jayhawks playing Missouri," and it's just like, guys, Lawrence is like 45, 50 minutes from Kansas City. Let's see, Lawrence is 37 minutes from Kansas City, and Columbia, Missouri, home of the Missouri Tigers, is 120 miles from Kansas City. Mm. So it's almost like Kansas City, where the Jayhawks play in the Sprint Center all the time, like acting as if it's new for them to play home games in Missouri. It's like, guys, they play in the Sprint Center all the time. They played my Wichita State Shockers in the Sprint Center like a few yeah. months ago. Uh, but it's like, guys, this isn't like new. And also here, if we zoom in on the Chiefs, on the stadium, on Arrowhead Stadium, and we go over to their practice facility... What's that? Oh, University of Kansas on top of their training facility. Wow. It's incredible. Now, did the University of Kansas health system pay for that, or are they just, like, using the University of Kansas health system because it's the best health system in the area? They use the University of Kansas health system because it's the best and closest in the area. And also probably Kansas paid for that. They they probably also paid for it. I don't think in the NFL nobody does anything for free. Yeah. But... Yeah, it's just funny. Guys, if you're not from the area, I think most of our listeners are. The the, the cross-border stuff is so funny because you can be, like, in the West Bottoms and, like, in the middle of nowhere on, like, a dirt road and you take one step and all of a sudden weed is legal and you take another step and all of a sudden sports betting is illegal. And abortions. Now, I, I have fallen into border war conversations before. It is fun in games. But there's certain times where it gets kind of annoying. Mm-hmm. What gets really annoying to me is the William Quantrill people who are like, yeah, this guy who came in and burned Lawrence and is like like a big pro-slavery, pro-Confederacy guy was actually right. And, and you get that from like the most liberal Missouri people, but they just for some reason have like a huge blind spot when it comes to anything regarding the border war or regarding... You know the bushwhackers. Jesse James was also a Confederate. We should not glorify Jesse James. Um, 
a, a lot of the weird comments about it also tend to, when I like check the profiles on Twitter, this has only happened like a only checked the profiles a few times, but almost every time they are uh, from St. Louis. So, yeah, I, I think it's just a weird disconnect between the reality of the conflict that happened in like 1860, you know, bleeding Kansas, burning down Lawrence, why they were burning down Lawrence, why John Brown went and killed like 10 people in Missouri. And right now where it's like, they want to be the fun antagonist or whatever. And it's like, okay, but you guys are like actively supporting pre-Confederate Confederates and like pro-slavery guys. Like it's yeah. not, it's fun when Kansas does it because we were the good guys and we were the free state. You mm -hmm. know, we were trying to not allow slavery, but it's not as much fun when people from Missouri, because I've seen a fucking Klan's rally in Lawrence, Kansas, waving William Quantrill signs, okay? Wait, really? Yes. When was that? When I was living in Lawrence. What? Yeah, I was driving. It was right outside of uh, Mass Street. There was a goddamn Klan rally, and I'm not kidding, and they were waving. They were celebrating the burning of Lawrence. In Lawrence? Yes, in Lawrence, in the park. uh on Mass Street, just south of like Mass so, Street, is South Park. Yeah, right in here. They were standing right in this field right here in South Park. That is insane. I yeah. did not know that. Yeah, I just drove by and it's like, oh wow, that's uh, huh? Yeah, you guys, huh? Really supporting you know the, when you're a Missouri Tiger and you're wearing the you know like William Quantrill's right shirt. It's like that. That's the crowd you guys are rolling with. Uh, <laughs> I'm not sure if you necessarily want that. Uh, uh, and people from all around the world who listen to this podcast. Lawrence is also a fun town. You can go check it out. That's yeah, Lawrence it. is cool. Taylor Swift likes Lawrence, so you should. Too. Yeah. And yeah, so that's. This this we've we've done enough on this our, episode, right? Our little thing. If you're not from Kansas City, our this podcast is filmed like 20 minutes away from where Taylor Swift lives with Travis Kelsey. So there you go. There's your Taylor Swift endorsement. She yeah. probably likes it. She lives by us. It and well, she lives in New York. She just goes to her boyfriend's house sometimes. Sometimes, yeah. And <laughs> I, I am sure she can just send her jet to go pick up Travis wherever she wants and take him wherever he is. Yeah, where well, she of is. course. I mean, she's effectively like. I mean, the vice vice president at this point. She, she's about to take her private jet in a red eye flight and sleep in a bed from her uh, show in Tokyo to get to the Super Bowl in Las Vegas. If I okay, if I was a multi billionaire and the most famous person on the planet, my private jet would be a seven forty seven. I'm not. I I know it's like climate change and all that stuff, but it's like guys owning a seven forty seven and just like having it be. That, that, that would be cool as hell, dude. Like your own Air Force One? Yeah. That'd be cool <laughs> as shit, man. Have a double-decker plane and not an Airbus because screw Airbus. Uh, except the Boeing keeps blowing doors off. Not of the it. Maiden of the Skies. Not the 747. <laughs> that was built when they actually had engineers working at Boeing. Yeah. Anyways. All right. So this has been another episode of the Clio Cast. My name is Matt. And I am still RC. And you can follow us at Clio History Pie. Uh, follow us on Twitter at Clio History. You, you want to try that again? You can follow us at Clio History. You can email us at Clio History Podcast at gmail.com. Uh, we are available wherever you get podcasts. Likes and reviews are uh, very they are They are <laughs> mandatory. We will come to your house with a gun. Not not actually. Uh, please don't. Please don't assume that's a threat. Um, 
Yeah, and uh, if we made any uh, anything, you gotta just commit to the bit. Yeah, I we will kill your family. Yes. <laughs> uh, if you have any complaints or uh, technical things, uh, I think uh, like uh, a few weeks ago we had someone tell us that we need to speak into microphones. Uh, we will do that. Uh, unless you're completely wrong and we think you're wrong, so we'll just ignore you. Uh, anyway, yeah, so this has been a good episode. Bye. Bye.